0: This podcast is brought to you by StormAven. I won't lie, I am an employee at StormAven, so I want to tell you a little bit about why it's the greatest company on earth. If you're interested in growing your app in any way, organically, paid, both, we have tools to help you do it, whether it's optimizing your creatives, measuring the success and the effect of different efforts that you're taking, or just telling you what people look for in an app, we're here to help you do
1: it. For it was the first time as working on my own product. And the first day, you're like, what? So many users? <laughs> and how do I manage all that? So you try to anticipate as many problems as you can. But you, when you get the real users, the real experience, then you see problems you haven't anticipated before.
0: Welcome to Mobile Growth and Pancakes, a podcast by StormAven. We break down how and why mobile apps grow. In each episode, we invite a mobile growth expert onto the show to break down a specific mobile growth strategy, how it worked, why it worked, and what they would do differently. I'm your host, Esther Schatz.
2: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Mobile Growth and Pancakes. I'm your host, Jonathan Fishman. I'm VP Marketing at Stormhaven. And today with me, I have Guillaume Duches. He's the Chief Product Officer and Co-Founder of the ONCE app. It's a really cool dating app. Um, Guillaume, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, as you said, my name is Guillaume, Uh, I'm French, as you can hear, uh, with my French accent. Uh, I'm based in London, and uh, yeah, I co-founded a a, a, a dating app called One Six Years Ago, uh, and uh, we tried to be kind of the uh, anti-tinder, so instead of like uh, having to swipe all day long, we try to uh, pick for you uh, a set of uh, cleverly uh, uh, chosen matches. Uh, So that's a a marketing bias we have. Uh, And uh, yeah, I've been working on that uh, for the last six years. Uh, And I have a tech background. So I I, I joined as a a founder, uh, Android developer, and and, uh, transformed myself into a product management role, uh, uh, which is a, a much different job. It is. So, so, what's unique
2: about the app? Uh, it's uh, you said that uh, people can stop swiping all day long. I'm also asking for personal reasons. I might uh, want to use it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so the the, the main pitch is uh, instead of uh, uh, swiping all day long, uh, what we uh, what we do is we send you a match for you every day, and uh, once you, you you receive your match, she receives you as a match as well. And if you lo- uh, if you like each other, then you can connect and chat. So that the main feature of the app, uh, uh, so kind of a daily gamification, you know, everyone everyone wants to see a new a good match every day, and uh, uh, on top of that, uh, we built uh, other features to uh, drive engagement, engagement and uh, satisfy uh, as many users as possible. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's how we work.
2: Amazing. Um, how, did, how did you guys, uh, you and your co-founders got the idea to uh, start a dating app in, in such a competitive uh, industry? Didn't it scare you a bit?
1: Yeah. So uh, my CEO was uh, already in the dating uh, industry uh, in the US, uh, in Losca, some kind of a dating website, web uh, web app uh, uh, for uh, universities. Uh, and he had a very like a s- strong growth plan there uh, that worked uh, fairly well. And and then he uh, decided to uh, go for a new adventure. And uh, uh, he was uh, really thinking that people were so focused on quantity on on, on Tinder and there was some space for uh, something different. And um, there were already a couple of uh, apps in the U.S. Uh, uh, trying to take this path. Uh, and uh, uh, we thought we could do the same. Uh, at first, we wanted to... Uh, uh, launch in the US, but uh, uh, we decided we could be much stronger in, the, in Europe because we were uh, all funders were French. Uh, so we focused on Europe uh, because also with the resources uh, we had, it was much easier to, uh, uh, to uh, attack a European market because the US market is even more competitive and require even more resources. Uh, so uh, we decided to focus on Europe and uh, it got uh, way easier to, uh, to, to launch uh, in Europe. That's
2: a really smart uh, decision in my view. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, it's a really smart decision because um, everybody is, is uh, everybody are looking at the U.S. as like the the top market, a tier one market. If you're a game developer, if you're an yep. app developer. But it doesn't have to be like that. And, and I think that in dating, the, the cultural differences in dating, even within the U.S. are, are insane. Like uh, people date yeah, differently yeah, yeah, yeah. in the East and West Coast. And in Europe, for sure, people date uh, uh, differently. So it's a really smart decision to focus your efforts in, in a smaller market, but where you can have an edge.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I completely agree with you. Uh, and uh, like, even outside of dating, I think people underestimate uh, how, uh, how big is the world, uh, how, uh, how many opportunities there, there, uh, there are. Uh, there There is spaces for uh, plenty of concept, plenty of... Like, even if you, if you, if you want to go in the dating, even if it's, uh, it's a very competitive market, there is always something new. Uh, just because uh, the habit change, you know, the trends uh, change, and uh, uh, Tinder is still the king. But in five years, probably it's going to change. You know, uh, uh, someone will disrupt the market, uh, and, and and you also have like a smaller niche that works really well. Uh, it can be specific countries, it's, it can be specific sexualities, uh, and, and that's true for uh, uh, for every industry. Uh, there is always space, and uh, and. Uh, and, uh, and you might find your, your, your place easier if you focus less on the most competitive market.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, so let's go back to the launch. When, when did you guys launch? Uh,
1: so, six years ago. First, we had the idea to launch in the US and prepare for the US launch. And in fact, we even uh, pushed a bit and uh, did some better acquisition uh, on Pandora, for instance, on, in New York. Uh, and did some tests, uh, and then at some point we were like, okay, we need to go back to the drawing board and uh, improve a bit the product and and, uh, build a better team as well. We were kind of uh, spread uh, in France. Um, So um, we decided to gather a team uh, uh, somewhere in Europe. So we picked London uh, and and, uh, changed a couple of key people uh, in marketing, for instance. And uh, we, uh, we we focused uh, uh, in Europe uh, first in France. Uh, the first reason for that is just we were all French, uh, so uh, there is like always you know, some kind of affinity with your own culture. It's a way easier for you to pitch, uh, uh, and also uh, you know in smaller countries like France, like uh, you always, it's a good PR story, you know, to talk about the newcomer, the new startup. So you, you, you kind of get some uh, free uh, free PR for your launch. Uh, and, uh, and and you get a, you get better your message uh, basically, and uh, so we focused uh, uh, in uh, launching in France, and uh, we also like uh, uh, hired the right people uh, to uh, to, uh, to to use the different leverage we have. We had some uh, resources. We had raised like three million euros at that time. Uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, so for the launch, we decided to to uh, spend some uh, money uh, also on paid acquisition. So uh, paid acquisition is something super uh, tricky. Uh, you need a lot of expertise. Uh, and uh, and uh, and back then it was a bit, It was probably simpler than now. There was a bit less competition on the, on the, on performance marketing. Uh, so. Uh, also, spending the money uh, wisely on on Facebook helped us launch uh, uh, very well. So we we mixed the PR story, uh, 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 influencers, uh, and, and paid acquisition uh, to do a success uh, successful launch. And uh, when you have this recipe, you have like a lot of users coming in. Uh, but then the journey starts. You know, it's just, it's only a beginning. You know, you start acquiring user like people. People tend to focus on the launch as a, as something like a set date, uh, and then uh, the the, the uh, if it doesn't work, then uh, the, the it's over. But it, it's not like that, you know. You're gonna make it, you're going you're gonna make a push because uh, when you launch, you, you you want people to talk about you. But what's next, you know? So what you have to build is not like how do I make a launch. Is how do I get a constant flow of acquisition for uh, for good price, you know? Uh, and 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 so you have to think long-term, like, for sure, a launch is good, uh, but what's next, you know? What's next? So if you are not building a brand, uh, if you are not building, I don't know, some uh, um, brand awareness or sympathy for your brand, uh, building a community, uh, trying to to keep your users, you're going to go nowhere. And uh, on top of that, what you need is build a good marketing team, you know? Um, uh, Even a marketing team is like a... A team of uh, uh, tech experts. You know, over time, tech uh, grows. Uh, uh, they get better uh, using the technologies. They use better technologies. Uh, but it's the same for for market, marketing team. You know, you try you try new tools. You know, you, you try new channels. Uh, you, you you test new analytics tools uh, uh, to follow uh, the user journey from uh, the ads to spending in the app. Uh, and uh, so this builds over time. So. Uh, I mean, like, so when you launch, like, uh, be patient, uh, be resilient and and, and plan uh, not for the short term, uh, not only for the short term, but also for the long term, you know?
2: Yeah, for sure. So there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, you, You talked about paid user acquisition. Yeah. We know we know it from a lot of launches out there both in games and apps that paid is extremely important when uh, when you launch because first of all it impacts your organic visibility yeah. if you want to be ranked on the charts especially in a in in an insanely competitive category such as dating uh, you yeah. have to be ready with a significant uh, user acquisition budget um, yes. The charts are basically ranked by the number of first time downloads for any app that's the most important metric so unless you're able to get a lot of traction in the beginning, you want to get to the top of the charts, uh, then you have a much lower chance that uh, the App Store editor team would notice you and feature you and then you would appear in in different curated lists. Uh, The second thing that you said that I I think uh, is really important and we see more of these days is using influencers um, when you start out. Uh, So how did that go for you, like using influencers? How did you go about finding influencers or knowing it's the right influencers and what what were the results of that?
1: Well, there's there's just a lot of, uh, there's no magic, you know, Uh, there's a a lot of work behind this. Uh, So we had a full team of of marketing. We we used to have like a a one, one marketing guy per country. So he knows the culture of each country, each country, and then you have to, uh, you know, uh, shortlist uh, uh, who who would be the good influencers. and, and reach out to them, uh, propose, propose a, a deal, you know, uh, and um, have a fair negotiation. Um, it's uh, difficult to put a price, you know, on, a, on the video of an influencer. So you have to find a common ground, you know, to evaluate a, a, a fair price. Uh, uh, so uh, you need to be used to track uh, uh, the impact of an influencer. So for that, you need some attribution tools, for instance. Uh, so. Uh, there's no magic but the, the, the field has changed a bit right now you know now you have like some um, uh, agencies of influencers so like they gather plenty of influencers under one banner so you can reach out an agency and reach to uh, several influencers uh, but uh, that's uh, at the end of the day um, i mean the content needs to be good the targeting needs to be good the measurement needs to be accurate to to, to make sure you, you 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 chose the right people and uh, and uh, and um, never see it as one shot you know if you do one influencer one time you may you may get like a, a 20k downloads but what's next you know so uh, like always plan for longer term uh, so if you go for influencers it's not like you can do first step on a couple of influencers but then how do i industrialize this process uh so i can renew my influencers uh, and, and get a, a constant flow and build some kind of brand awareness uh targeting the right influencer the right audience and, and get known. and this is a very long process uh and uh, i think we could have done better in this area but we have some very good uh uh experience sometimes i remember in brazil we reached out to an instagram influencer and we have like a, I, don't know, I think it was something like just a 100K of downloads just from one from the one right influencer. It was the cheapest acquisition, paid acquisition we had ever. Uh, so you, you can have good surprise. Uh, there's no limit of what we can do you, with influencers. But now, I think also, as I said, like the field has evolved and influencers know uh, uh, their power more than uh, more than before uh and so now you even have like before you were contacting the influencer now you have an influencer or someone working for the influencer reaching out to, out to you saying, Hey, you know this guy he can talk about your app uh so yeah uh it's it's very competitive and uh and um you you i mean when you do paid acquisition and uh, and and it's even more true for influencers. Uh, you need to measure, you know, you need to measure the impact, uh, you need to measure the ROI, you know, uh, uh, and uh, and, uh, and uh, that's something quite tricky to put in place in a, in a large-scale uh, app, uh, having a, an accurate measurement of the impact of a of campaign uh, like
2: that. Yeah, for sure. Especially now with the new privacy guidelines uh, by exactly. Apple and everything, which uh, yeah. makes uh, attribution, at least traditional uh direct attribution tough but that that brings me into to the point of um building a brand which is the third thing that you said which i think is yeah. extremely important uh, for an app and i i truly love the your view on on the fact that the launch is just the beginning it's just a start it's not uh trying to engineer like a huge spike in installs and and that's it what's as you said what's next uh so making a process out of the things that worked but uh, influencers in my opinion is also an amazing way to build a brand cuz one of the things we measure uh, for a lot of apps and games, the, the impact of influencer marketing. And one of the things yeah. that we see is a, a pretty crazy increase in the amount of branded search in the App Store and in the Google Play Store. People start knowing your brand name and searching for it because they, they, they don't necessarily tap on the link in the influencer video or on, on whatever uh, app it, it was. So uh, did you guys see that kind of increase in like people start searching for a brand?
1: Yeah, we tried to measure that because at some point we had some uh, uh, some uh, TV ads uh, in France. Uh, we also had some uh, offline uh, uh, marketing campaigns like uh, like in the tube in Paris, uh, and 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 that's the thing. Like uh, as soon as you 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 go out of the digital world, everything gets much more complicated to measure. So. Uh, uh, but what we could observe is that uh, when you uh, you gather like uh, uh, TV ads plus uh, um, uh, uh, tube uh, ads uh, uh, plus maybe radio uh, things like that, you're gonna see just globally your CPA reduce a little bit, you know. But the, the overall measurement is gonna be <laughs> very very difficult. So you will see your acquisition cost decrease because your brand awareness is going to uh, to, to to increase, and uh, and you will get basically a bit more organic downloads because like you can't really measure someone who just saw your ads in the tube, uh, and I, and I, if I remember correctly, have to see it like seven or fourteen times in average to go to a download after, uh, uh, so like how do you know that someone who saw your ads is going to download it's it's almost impossible to measure and i remember like years ago uh, um, uh, in a conference someone uh, expert in uh, uh, in mobile acquisition especially for gaming and he said like if you want to go offline like that's the last resort like uh, uh, <laughs> like do everything you can do online like and and, and the, the the meaning behind like do everything you can do where you can measure because if you can measure, you can optimize. So if you want to go out that, is, you already have like a solid business model. And, and, and even like we, we, we jump quickly into paid acquisition, but uh, not everyone can afford to pay for acquisition. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I think that people have to realize that you, when you start really spending a lot of money in your paid acquisition, like your product should be already uh, uh, quite solid. Uh, and uh, and not only in terms of pure product, but also in terms of BI, you know, be able to measure. Like it's really critical. Like you can spend money on Facebook; it's very easy, but spend spend it like wisely. It's very difficult, and you need you, you need to have experts uh, to to lead that. Uh, so don't 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 focus on paid acquisition right away. You know, uh, you can have quite cheaper acquisition being a bit, a bit smart. Optimize your product. Optimize your LTV. And, and ramp up your your paid acquisition. If you just, just jump into paid acquisition, the uh, the, the risk is um, you're gonna spend badly your money, uh, and uh, and uh, you're gonna win yourself.
2: Yeah, I I think that's a that's a really interesting point because it's kind of. Uh it's, it's uh, two forces at countering each other. On, on the one hand, you want to get the most visibility and, and brand and installs at the, at the end of the day. Um, but it's going to, but if you're an app and, and you're preparing for a launch and you raised a few million dollars or euros, yeah. uh, you have like one shot basically. And, and today, from a user perspective, today's market is is also extremely competitive. People don't have a lot of patience for products that uh, don't give them a great experience. So if you spend all this money and then okay, you got this these installs, but your retention sucks, uh, it's going to be very difficult to uh, acquire back these lapsed users, and yeah. uh, and and you already spent your your um, ammunition. As they call it, um, so that's a, a really good point.
1: Yeah, and you you pinpoint something uh, clever as well. Is that when you raise money, you raise ex- expectations as well. So uh, you have you, you raise say, three million euros, so you have to deliver a So you have like you are in a growth space, so uh, you need to uh, to grow. And in fact, the tools you may need take uh, takes sometimes easier to set up to master. Uh, so, yeah, when you run into acquisition, make sure you have the right people to, 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 to set that up and to, to spend that money because you can use tools that, that already exist that, that are going to help you tremendously, but you may have to build things that are custom. So those tools are very complex. You know, we are talking uh, uh, about tools like uh, Adjust, as flyers, for instance, specialized in attribution, and, and those are linked with plenty of acquisition channels, you know, Facebook, Google, TikTok, Snapchat, and you, you name it, you have hundreds of them. Uh, and uh, and in fact, like uh, for for each of the, the 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 best performing uh, channel uh, uh, may change. You know, like uh, we may get good results on Facebook, but some will get better results on Snapchat because the targeting is better. And testing all these channels, you know, it's not only a matter of tech setup. It's only a matter. It's only also a matter of time. You know, you need to produce content to test ads on Snapchat, to test ads ad on uh, on TikTok, and detect which which marketing channel is the best. So. Uh, Hoping that in three months you're gonna deliver like amazing uh, paid acquisition. Uh, no, it's not gonna happen. It's not like that unless you are, you you hire experience in your team. Yeah, unless it's
2: not your first rodeo, you yeah. you, you did a few launches before.
1: And another thing to mention that was interesting. Like I completely agree with you that the uh, impact of paid acquisition on uh, on the store visibility is quite important. Uh, and, and some people think that part of the reason the uh, IDF thing happened to to iOS is uh, to take control over the uh, the, the traffic uh, because, like, there were there, there was so many uh, uh, paid acquisition that uh, the editor choice of Apple uh, was not uh, having s- s- as much impact as before. Uh, and um, uh, and I completely agree with you and what we observed. I would say that we didn't really. Focus much on uh, ASO at the beginning, and even like, uh, and last year, we put more effort into this. And when you run um, a lot of paid acquisition like we do, uh, we spend uh, always more than 100k monthly, for instance. Uh, uh, and the thing is, the ASO impact can be marginal. Like You can't really measure an impact of ASO. Uh, so we are working with two experts in the field, and we uh, uh, we were analyzing the data that they could get. You know, we we we, we I work with Appfollower, Prada, for instance, and 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 the impact of ASO was quite marginal compared to the impact of the paid acquisition. Yeah, for sure. And it depends on the field, but that's the way it is in, in, the, in the in the in the dating industry. And uh, uh, and you're right, the dating industry has a lot of paid acquisition. And if you can't compete at least with uh, a bit with the money it's going to be very difficult at some point. Yeah. But there is always a way to disrupt and and rig something new, but it's getting, uh, I think, more and more difficult. You know, like a lot of big brands, uh, we think they come uh, from a nice startup story, and most of the time there are big groups behind that are willing to spend tens of millions for years to build the brand, you know? Uh, And and then they put the payrolls, and 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 when they have the brand, they put the payrolls and get the money. Yeah, for sure.
2: And and in, in terms of ASO, we're we're a company that did a lot of app store optimization work both uh um we test basically product pages to find the uh, the most converting creatives. And we did a lot of work in the dating space mostly with these uh the, the large groups that you mentioned. Um I think that the impact of ASO is I mean, I wouldn't recommend somebody that is uh f- just founded an app for example, to put a lot of er efforts on ASO just uh, from the get-go. There's a lot of other things that they should focus on. First of all, building an amazing product. Without that, nothing will work. Well, there there are
1: two sides in the ASO, and I think you, so there is like keyword optimization, you know, like try to get a good rank. That's one thing. And I think this one, if you have paid acquisition, it's kind of difficult to improve. But the store page optimization is something that is always relevant. Whether you are small, big, and running paid acquisition. And uh, I know on our side, I think at some point we kind of uh, lose faith in that. Uh, but recently we made a recent test and sometimes the design can have a, uh, and, and the, the way you like show off your value proposition can have a big impact and the, the conversion on your, of your stuff page can be always optimized.
2: Yeah, I I, I can tell you from from I got a front row seat to see these kind of things. I was lucky. But uh, changes in the creatives of dating app, I saw different variations of it that can uh, increase conversion rates by double digits percent, which is uh, both, you know, it affects the paid user acquisition side. It it lowers the the cost of uh, your cost per install, basically. And on the organic side, it, it it has a, a, a huge effect as well. You, you get a lot more um, installs for the traffic that you get from search and from users browsing the app store and, and seeing your app in different lists or the Today tab or in Google, the, the curated recommendations.
1: Another thing you mentioned that is, I think is interesting because I want to give another view on that is, uh, uh, you know, being featured.
2: Did you go for featuring? Like, did you try to, Talk to
1: yeah. We had have, we have some yeah. We had some featureings. Uh, 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 whether it's on the Play Store, on the App Store, on some occasions, on uh, our main app or second, secondary app, uh, on specific countries or not. And like there are some industry where it's magical and uh, it's gonna bring like so much downloads. Uh, for us, it's good. You know, it's gonna lower slightly the acquisition cost. But what we observe is that. We are a dating app, you know. So it's not because someone like can see uh, your app much better that he is going to want to date, you know. So uh, at the end of the day, when we were feature featured, we could see the the conversion of our store page dramatically decrease because, like, okay, more people see the see, see the page, of but course. they don't want to date. They they and, don't have the, and the number of sign up was almost not changing, you know. Uh, and I think now, um, at least for the play store, they are doing things uh, much more cleverly and try to target audience that are likely uh, to uh, to date. You know, uh, uh, but like don't always expect. That. It's a bit like what I said before. Like it's like a PR launch. Like don't expect that uh, thanks to a featuring the life will be good and you will get downloads forever. Uh, a featuring it's a it's a download visibility for a few days uh, and after that what you know? Yeah, Yeah. And, and um, so it helps. Uh, you're going to get help in the, uh, higher in the stores. Uh, and I, I think it's particularly, particularly good for gaming, for instance. Uh, but on specific industries where uh, people have to engage quite a lot, you know, like signing up, sharing pictures of themselves, like, uh, 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 it's not completely magical, you know.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Specifically for apps on launch, I mean, as you said, if users don't have the the, the right state of mind and they're not coming in with the context they need in order to find value in your app and of course for dating is people have to be uh, single most of the time I I want to to imagine um, but uh, for games for example it's it's much more broader a lot uh, a lot more people play games than than people that uh, date or if it's a different app I don't know an app to transfer money somebody needs he has to have the problem of I need to transfer money somehow I'm looking for a solution uh, in order to find value in that so when, when there's a featuring on the today tab and every app store visitor sees that uh, the vast majority won't be interested so the the conversion rates there are are much lower. Um, so I, I just uh, want to like think, uh, I want to go back to that launch. How did it go? I mean, you did all of these things and, and what happened? You always say what's next. So what happened next for you guys?
1: Uh, well, the first uh, first days, like for, for me, it was the first time as a, you know, uh, working on my own product uh, and... And the third days, you're like, what? So many users? <laughs> and how do I manage all that? So there was a big phase, you know, in the first months where we had to, to build, uh, because it was really like, you know, the startup launch, like uh, things were not uh, like uh, square uh, everywhere. Uh, we had to cut corners on plenty of things, uh, whether it's on tech, on product, on uh, marketing. And and, and and then you have to face like plenty of users, and you face new problems. You know, you you try to anticipate as many problems as you can, uh, but you, when you get the real users, the real experience, then you see problems you haven't seen, uh, you, you you haven't anticipated before. So uh, at that time, we were doing like full manual moderation of every single profile. So we had too many users, so we had to to, to reorganize the way we would uh, moderate the profiles. Uh, hire, hire more more people. Uh, and also we realize that uh, okay, we we develop uh, our app with a specific mindset, imagining what is the user journey, what the user expects. And you realize quickly that you have no feedback, in fact, you know, you are in your office, you push an app on the store, and you don't you can't talk to your users, you know, they are somewhere uh, in France uh, downloading the app. You, you boil them a match every day. So you realize that, in fact, you need plenty of KPIs to follow. And even before KPIs, you know, the first thing we is, oh, I think we have an issue. We have a crash somewhere. So we have plenty of tools to detect the crash, but we couldn't really know what was happening. So we opened the channel to talk to our users. So I've, I fought with my CEO and I said, we need a customer support, you know, and we need to talk to our users. Uh, because otherwise, the only thing you have is review, and uh, at that time you not I'm not sure you could even, even answer on the reviews, and and the reviews is not a, a, a good place to have a chit chat, you know, with your your users. So uh, it was very early, and I just like uh, set up a, a customer support. We put in the app, you know, a way to contact us in the app, and you know, when you have thousands of users, you're gonna have like a, like 50 people contacting you. Uh, Giving feedbacks on something that is not working, or what are their expectations, um, and 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 it's tough. You 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 get the hard truth. Uh, so uh, based on that, uh,
2: what kind of feedback you guys got after the launch?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> the hard truth is people are difficult, you know. So people you are try difficult. to pick a good match for them, and uh, and sometimes you have people coming as, "Do you really think that girl is good for me?" <laughs> and you look at the girl, she wow, she's the girl is cute, like, what is he complaining <laughs> about, you know? And sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we should like uh, improve our, uh, uh, our process and uh, finding a better match, you know? So, uh, and yeah, and people are so difficult and people get so angry and people a- 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 like expect so much for free, you know? Uh, so it's really like. Help us have better understanding of what was happening out there, and, and at first I think like the first channel was, uh, as I said, like uh, customer support, and then the second thing is KPIs. KPIs everywhere. Uh, so for sure, if you if you want to lead your team, you have to focus on three, four KPIs, not more. Otherwise, it gets difficult to follow, and so many KPIs have. Uh, uh, are linked uh, in some way. So if you try to follow uh, plenty of them, you, you will look for correlation. It's going to be complex. So when you lead your team, you should focus on three or four KPIs. But KPIs can be used for many other things. Just understand what is happening in your app. So uh, at first, like, uh, as I said, I have a tech background. I was making mobile apps for plenty of clients before. And everyone was asking me, oh, you have to put analytics. And they, they, were, they, they wanted analytics just because uh, they were told, oh, you need analytics but I never met any client who had any clue what to do with an analytics. And what we did with our app is we did the same. Like, I think we need analytics. We put analytics, and at first we didn't know how to leverage uh, uh, those.
2: Nobody explores the data and starts looking at it.
1: No, nobody explores. And when we started to have some scale, you know, I was like, but, oh, but maybe I can know what is happening at scale if I look at the analytics. And I try to understand wh- what's happening uh, 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 when I launch a new feature, uh, um Can I follow uh, the deployment of that feature? So over time, we build better and better tools to follow KPIs, to activate features on subset of users, for instance, uh, uh, to measure things on subset of users before running out to everyone. Uh, And and as I said, it was my first product. And um, I wish I had known all that beforehand. Uh, because we, we we would have built a much better like BI stack and, uh, and, and analytics tools. Uh, and uh, nowadays you have like uh, amazing tools. Uh, also, you can uh, you can find online some of them are very expensive. But uh, even uh, Google Analytics is it's crappy to use, but it's ki- kind of powerful. So yeah, it's worth investing sometimes in, in, in analytics.
2: So if if you go back in time and you would do one thing differently, would it be like uh, building the
1: the data stack and like analytics? Uh... Earlier? Yeah. Or? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, cool. uh, that's really something uh, people underestimate uh, what you can get. Uh, it's not only like a simple matter of conversion, it's just understanding what's happening, you know, uh, uh, and um, fact-checking that what you would expect is indeed happening when you launch a new feature. Yeah. Uh, when you have some kind of outage, you can see like one KPI decreasing, and say, "Oh, if this event is not triggered as much as usual, maybe I have a tech issues here." And sometimes it's not even tech issues. Sometimes it's a uh, UX issues. You know, you make something with a designer, you made the assumption that it, it was going to work, you ship that quickly, and then, oh, fair. like they don't understand, they don't uh, click the right button. Uh, and, and you you think that this kind of error are dum- dummy errors, but in fact, no. Sometimes it's kind of mind blowing what 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 you when you think that you build something thinking like it's going to work this way, people will react this way, and in fact, it's most of the time it's not the case. You know, like uh, you when you develop, you 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 create uh, an image of what is your standard users.
2: Yeah, I I think. I mean, I think you touched on a really good point and we're, uh, I think we'll wrap that discussion with this because we're running out of time. But um, when you launch, all you have is is an hypothesis or a few hypotheses yeah, altogether. Exactly. It's it's on the product and it's also on the marketing side because we talked about the marketing components of a launch. And yeah. and again, when you launch, you have an hypothesis. You have no idea if that exactly. influencer would bring you 100k installs or 3K. And you have an hypothesis on your user behavior or
1: you, your user targeting?
2: And yeah, and with and the user targeting, of course. And without uh, um, data or the, the infrastructure to basically track these KPIs over time with context, like understand the timeline of when you did something and what was the holistic impact of it, both in the product but on the marketing side as well. It's extremely hard. And one of the problems there that we're trying to solve uh, at Storm Even, and, and we actually have a product called Polar Beam that, that is um, helping marketers understand the impact of their mobile marketing activities, whether it's featuring a TV ad, yeah, yeah. something offline, uh, a new channel with paid acquisition, and how it affects all channels, both organic and paid. How does it affect branded search, for example? And uh, measuring it, uh, and, and basically, Validating your hypotheses, uh, what's working and what's not, so you can double you can double down on what's working and, and stop doing what's not. So um, I think it's extremely uh, extremely important. And uh, and to solve the problem of you mentioned when you have analytics at the beginning, nobody can work with it. You either need people that know uh, SQL, or you need uh, data scientists. Sometimes if it's like a ton of data, and you need people that know how to work. With data and these platforms are not that easy to use. You have to uh, to be an expert with data. So the things that we're trying to solve with with our analytics product is basically democratizing data, giving people a, a very easy to use interface. So anyone without knowing how to code, they don't know Python, they don't know SQL, they can still analyze data, understand what's going on, and measure uh, with a pretty good accuracy the impact of the different activities. Be it a new version or a new I don't know, advertising, starting to advertise on Snapchat. Um, so that's uh, really important. Cool. So before we, we end this, I actually have one more point that uh, we might... Uh, yeah, uh, sure. Are you familiar with uh, custom product pages, by the way? there's uh, With iOS 15, there's the ability to have different...
1: Oh, uh, no, we haven't, uh, we haven't tried it yet.
2: Wow. Uh, it, it's, it's not out yet, but it's going to be out pretty soon. Uh, and and just talking about ASO and, and the launches of apps in the future, imagine that the, in the launches of the future, you'd be able to launch with a campaign that is targeting women and a campaign that is targeting yeah. men. And yeah. in dating, it's really easy. I mean, uh, for... There's different groups and there's LGBTQ, but uh, in general you can craft a product page that works for men and a product page that works for women and yeah. for, for different preferences. Uh, yeah. and that's a new possibility. So that would be really interesting for you guys to check out as it comes out, but for launches, it would make that even more targeted.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. Like you could already do that in per Country on the on the on, 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 uh, on the Play Store. Uh, but the way uh, Apple is bringing it is very interesting. And I yeah. see for the marketing team that uh, there is a good leverage and a bit more work for the marketing. Like people undervalue the, the work of marketing and uh, how long it is like to, as I said, it's a long process and uh, testing uh, and it's a permanent process.
2: Cool. So uh, before uh, we'll, we'll end, I just want to ask you one question we ask uh, all guests which is the name of the podcast is mobile growth and pancakes. So I have to ask what is your favorite pancake? What flavor? I'm also hearing a lot of answers from different countries. So it's interesting. Uh, what goes in, in France?
1: Uh, haha, that's a good question. Uh, or is it crepe?
2: Yeah, do you eat uh, crepes? Sous- yeah, we
1: eat crepe in, uh, in, uh, in the yeah. region of France where I'm from, we, we eat crepe. And uh, I think the a simple one with butter, uh, sugar, uh, is always the best. And lemon. No. Add lemon. That, that and, lemon it, and lemon. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah with the lemon,
2: it's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome too. Cool. So thank you very much for uh, joining us today. It was uh, a, re- a real pleasure. Uh, and I'll speak to you soon. My
1: pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: And that was mobile growth and pancakes. To find out more about StoreMaven and how we can improve App Store performance, visit StoreMaven.com. And then make sure to search for Mobile Growth and Pancakes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Stormaven, thanks for listening.